have reached the end of the quarterfinals here on the A-Show on CKCC Radio. Matt Jeremiah Chris Decker hanging out with you. Chris will be speaking sparingly for the moment as he is currently buying Taylor Ham. And uh, Lion's Head Root Beer. Oh, that, that's a very good combination. That won't kill you at all. Because Chris is going to speak sparingly, we'll go over some of the housekeeping announcements here quickly. The Duge has advanced to round two to face the winner of today's matchup. And currently... Adam Van has a commanding lead over Jason D'Agostino. Like, 90 to 10 percentage. Uh, so it'll probably be Adam and Joe. And that will be semifinal number one next week here on CKCC Radio. So while Decker's paying for his Taylor Ham, let's introduce okay, this week's contestants. Uh, let's start with the number three oh, seed and the founder of this very network, Chris O'Mealy. Chris, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. And, by the way... CKCCRadio.com is almost completely updated. So, at least as far as the A-Show goes, you guys can go to CKCCRadio.com, go to podcasts, click on the A-Show banner, and you'll be given a list of all the episodes. And we definitely appreciate that type of organization, so thank you for that. Uh, Chris does a lot of shows here on the network. Uh he has the Stupid Sexy Podcast. He has the Nerd Table. You're doing the, the theme park one now, too, right? Yes, and the Pokemon cast. So I got my hands in a lot of different outlets right now. But Nerd Table and Stupid Sexy Podcast will air weekly. Nerd Table once, Stupid Sexy Podcast twice. And then Park Hopper and Pokecast are more sparingly. Okay. So you're not, like, wearing yourself too thin doing, like, a million podcasts a week or anything. No, I basically record what I feel like when I feel like. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. And you defeated Decker and myself in, what was it, 2005 WWF? Great Balls of Maven. Yeah, I almost <laughs> lost to the Great Balls of Maven, and I'm still salty about that. You won! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> Great Balls of Maven was the fucking, it, like, a, a, a game-changing show, and you, and you, and you beat it. The people weren't ready for it. It was like Woodstock. I, I wasn't ready enough. for it. I know you were. You were so mad. You were like, I'm going to lose to fucking Mick Foley and Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan jobbing out in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> Chris's opponent coming to us by way of Austin, Texas, by way of Vestal, New York, is the number six seed in the tournament, having defeated myself, Chris, and... Peter DeLong in 2001 WWF, George Gatton. Good morning, George. Good morning. How are you? (laughs) Doing well. Thank you for uh, being up nice and early with us here. Uh, We've had to juggle a lot of uh, time restraints and commitments, so we are actually recording this on a Saturday morning. That's right. Yes, we are. My internal clock doesn't care that it's Saturday, though. So George yeah. was also up at 5 a.m. this morning texting us. Like yeah. when I, when I, when I, was I went back to bed like I told you I would. Good. Like, I was up at 7 because of my kids, and I'm like, hey, guys, 10.30 might be a better time. George is like, no problem, bro. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like 4 a.m. <laughs> hey, man, I'm reliable. George, I love you, bud. I love you. And, and I love you. So what um, we're going to do here today is very different from the last two episodes you just heard because you heard 2000 CZW with Kevin Nash winning the Cage of Death with the finger poke of doom against, <laughs> against right to censor in the Cage of Death. Also the death of Rock and Rebel in the first ever actual death match. 
And then <laughs> Christ, that's amazing. And then last week's episode with um, ECW Pennsylvania and Maryland champion Shawn Michaels <laughs> and first ever blindfold coal miners glove on a pole match against <laughs> against the smoking the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Invasion of ECW. This week, it is 1985 WWF. And let me tell you all what you're in for here, because there are 345 names on this list. Get out the Aquanet, kids. We're going to be, we're going back in time this week. We apologize in advance. Uh, if Decker sounds kind of faint, he is currently on a top secret mission. Top secret mission. In a car. Yeah. So... This this worked out very well for me, but I realized I'm like, yeah, I might be faint once in a while. I think it's me going through those dead zones. But that's Even okay. Dead zone. All right. Well, the 1985 roster dead zone, because good lord, there's a lot of awful stuff on here. Oh, so bad. <laughs> so the rules are the same as always. The wild card will be round seven. You can draft anyone who was active in 1985. And there's actually a lot of options with the NW. And the AWA and world class. So there's a lot of options out there. There is also the rule where you must draft. If you draft someone together, you have to use them together. So tag team, six man stables. If you draft them together, you use them together. As we get started, the lower seed drafts first. So let's, we got a lot of people here. Let's not waste any time. George Gatton, you're the lower seed. You have the first pick. Number one is Hulk Hogan because this is 1985. Right, I, as uh, as WWF champion. Is he coming out to uh, Real American yet, or is that still with US Express? Is he coming out to Eye of the Tiger? He's coming out to Eye of the Tiger. All right, good. Because it's a thrill of the night. <laughs> oh, fuck. That brings us to Amelie for his first pick. I don't know who was IC champion in 1985. Is there uh, a, Tito Santana and Greg Valentine, I, was, I think. I was going to say, was it, wasn't Don Morocco IC champion? No, not that late. No, I think it was just okay. Tito and, and Valentine. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Well, it's fine. I know, who my, I know who my first draft pick is going to be anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Bring in the macho man. First name macho, last name man. Fuck you like a monkey. Did you just say fuck you like a monkey? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> Garbage, you fuck bag. Oh yeah, get out of the dead zone. He said it. <laughs> uh, yesterday, me and my daughter were playing Just Dance, and we played the version of the Rockefeller Skank. And she goes <laughs> to me. She goes, "I thought funk was a bad word." I said, "No, funk is not a bad word." I go, "That's a different word." So she's like, so she realized she could say it. So she's like, "Funk soul, brother, check it out." <laughs> <laughs> you realize it wasn't a bad word. Well, if you're referring to Te- if you're referring to Terry, of course not. If you're referring to Jimmy Jack, then yes. Well, <laughs> that's besides the point. True. For the record, you are correct. Just Valentine and Tito were IC champions in '85. Okay. Okay. Good to know. I'm pulling up the tag title history now too. Sweet. So we go now to George for his second pick. Drafting my tag champs, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. Nikolai! Okay, so I don't need to pull that list up anymore. <laughs> nah, I mean, there's still other people on the list, if you'd like well, to. Well, no. With tag titles, with Sheik. But if you're drafting the tag titles, then I don't need to pull up the oh, list. Oh, yeah, true, true. Okay. All right, so I, there he is. Okay. I'm using the find feature on my Word document to delete people, and he was right at the top. <laughs> That's smart, works. man. All right. I draft Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, good pick. You already figured out what one of my matches is. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you drafted two people, so if you're saying that, then yes. <laughs> what is it? What, uh, for all we know, that he's going to have take on like Tugboat Tom or whatever guy is on that fucking list. Tug Taylor. Tug Taylor. Stop Tug giving Taylor away my him. ideas. The Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty. Chester, Matt, that brings us back. Yes, it does. And we bring it back to George for his third pick. Third pick, I'm going to draft the Hart Foundation as a tag team. Oh, early Hart Foundation. Early. Right, let me take them off my list here. Where the hell are they at? There we go. There's Neidhart. Get rid of him. And I need another Hart. Where's the other one? Brett. Yeah. <laughs> he is uh, number nah, there six. There he is. There he is. Yeah. I got him. Now, he was number four because of all the deletions, but. Uh-huh. All right. Um, for my next draft pick, I draft Intercontinental Champion Greg the Hammer Valentine. Nice. That is a good get. Greg Valentine was my heavyweight champion in my LJN Federation for years. Nice. Yeah. I figured out a way to put the figure four on people, and I was like, well, obviously, nobody's going to get out of that move. So. Nice. We go to round four, and George. Round four, I'm getting uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Wow, he fell. Now, now that I think about it, I'm like, I'm surprised nobody got him earlier. No. Well, I may have been looking in that direction. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I draft the British Bulldogs. Awesome. Ah, nice. Okay. Number five for me, I'm going to draft King Kong Bundy. Good choice. I'm trying to think. Oh, Bundy in 85, he did the uh, the special Larry Jones match. Yep. Yeah, Correct. Okay. That's how I gauge all of my guys in 85 by Mania 1. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> this, gives me a, this gives me an idea for later. I'm not sure if I'm going to go with it, but I've got an idea. Ooh. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who can I draft next? Some good. There are some good choices on here, I must say. <clears throat> Less good than horrible. Well, yeah. Of course, the further down the list I get, the more horrible some of the choices get, but... I think I would like to draft the Magnificent Morocco. Solid. Respect. That is well a good done. pick. He's playing to Marcus's vote here from Final Wrestling Place. Marcus's dad, the Magnificent Morocco. <laughs> I was going to say, Don Morocco has done a little bit of a babyface turn when it comes to these internet podcasts lately. Don Morocco, who skinned the cat in Adam's uh, ECW 93 <laughs> Final Royal <laughs> So we bring it back to George. Uh, my number six draft pick will be the U.S. Express of Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. Nice yes, choice. Yes, 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 yes. Nice choice. Ooh-wee. Can somebody draft the wrestling album? <laughs> like, I'm like, you just figure out a way to work into your angle. Like, You know, I have it on vinyl right behind me. I have it on vinyl, too. It's so great. I got it for a Christmas present for my wife. I once told her before my kids were born, this is the best gift you ever gave me. <laughs> I also have it on vinyl. It's right in my living room. No, 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 no. Hey, sing it, everybody. No. All right, Chris, number six. <laughs> For my sixth draft pick, I draft Andre the Giant. Oh, damn. Managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan. Whoa! Healing on uh, Big John Stud. Yeah. So that brings us to the wild card. Wild card, bitches. Yeehaw! Yeah, I've got two picks for this, so if you take my first one, I know I've got a second one in mind. Okay. You should always have extras in mind on your life. 
Yeah, I learned that the hard way during 01 WWF with Michael Hayes' bad street well, fighting men. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. I didn't need extras because I was the first draft pick because I was the guest. Ah. <laughs> so I knew I was getting AJ Styles. Ah, smart. No, I mean, right. you really can't draft AJ Styles this time because he'll be like... <laughs> Come on, three years old. It'll be yeah. fifteen or whatever. Yeah, that's eight. I don't know. I can't do math, y'all. Number seven. <laughs> okay, I my number seven draft pick in the wild card round is Bruiser Brody. Wow! Oh man! <laughs> that's so good. Oh man! I have an idea. I would hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see if Bruiser I can pull Brody's it off. taking on Special Delivery Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah. No spoilers, bro. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? <laughs> For my wildcard draft pick, I draft the tag team of beautiful Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry, the oh! press managed by James E. Cornette. Excellent. I'm feeling that's where he was going. That is excellent. That is oh, so that's good. Real good. We don't go one show without without corny around because in this in all the times we're picking he's like relevant it's so interesting like because you can put any team that he's got in the eras that we're picking and it's always like an intriguing match Mm -hmm. i got two managers on my show now oh Oh, man i i i see what chris is doing and oh my god that's gonna be awesome okay yeah yeah i think (laughs) you're you're probably going to you know you can do well sir I won't concede defeat just yet because, uh, you know, Don't of my fake ego. Defeat. This is a terrible card. This is a nah. terrible roster anyway, but <laughs> we are going to make this work. This yes, is going sir. to happen. This is going to happen. <laughs> Matt, can I make a drop? Can I make a drop of Land of a Thousand Dances to play as soon as we hit round seven? And you can just sure. like, pop one in the background. Yeah! Na, 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 na. <laughs> we bring it back to George. For round eight. Round eight, George is drafting Mr. T. Holy shit! That's who Brody's taking on! Brody and T! Oh my god. No spoilers! No spoilers! He's number 304 on the list, by the way. Just above Nielsen the Newt, who we can't find on the internet anywhere. (laughs) Holy shit. I gotta really scroll down to find him. There he is. Alright, you are off my list. Who the hell are some of these people? And why is... Mohammed Saeed on here twice. Can I draft him twice? Can he fight no. himself? This is not the episode where we had our wives on and we did El Generico against Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, can make good. that happen, you know. You could technically make that happen. All right. Uh, I draft Pedro Morales. Ooh, okay. Ooh. He's a little up in the ears at the time, but he's still he's still champion. Still, still good. I've got a plan for him. I always love that Pedro Morales' gimmick was that he was always, like, three seconds away from having a temper tantrum at all times. <laughs> that's my gimmick. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Amelia's reality. That's my reality every day I go to work. <laughs> that's why I'm making some changes. Speaking of changes, let's change what round we're in. George. Round nine, I draft Soul Man Rocky Johnson. Whoa! I need to find Rocky Johnson on this list. He's number 110. I've been driving this car with my mirrors not correctly allocated, and now I can see better. There you go. You are up, Chris. I would like to draft my commentary team at this time. 
My show cool. will be called by Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura. Okay. Uh, this is what he's still calling Gino. Hey, Gino. It's a good solid. team. Solid, solid. All right, George, you are up. Round 10, I'm going to draft the tag team of Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch. Oh, man. That's awesome. Now, hang on. I say this is a bad bad roster. Look at all these guys on here. All right. Well, I'd like to draft Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Oh. All right. Very good. A member of the the new young crew. (laughs) (laughs) From Rad Dad's card. Oh, that that was a great little faction. Back to George. I will draft my commentary team of Vince McMahon and Bruno Sammartino. Nice. Oh, all right. I thought about using Bruno, too. Oh, you picked my ideal choice, but, you know. Yeah, it's well, such the nature well, of the game. My backup plan was going to involve David, and I'd rather not have gone in that direction. Yeah. So. No, nobody, <laughs> no, no. Said every wrestling promoter ever. You guys could have went Lord Al Hayes and uh, Gene Okerlund. That would have been Could have. Didn't, but could have. Could have. Didn't. Uh, you said you drafted Adonis and who? Dick Murdoch. Okay, where is he on the list? Um, he's number Dick. 81. Oh, so he's down there. Okay. Uh, it's fine. I'm probably not going to be going that, that much further down the list. All right. Let's see. Which one do I want to pick here? Because I've got an opponent in mind. Uh, Yeah, let's do JYD. Okay. okay. Grab them cakes, boys. Okay, grab the cakes. All right. I will draft. Good lord! Now, see, now the list is getting kind of dicey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fortunately, I've, I'm I'm getting happy with what my card. So okay, there's still a you, lot on here. Believe it or not, there's there a lot are, on yeah. here. There you is. Say dicey, like you guys didn't have to choose from Joe College or the Wolfman last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Metal Maniac. <laughs> yeah. I am going to draft mm, Brutus Beefcake. Cake? All right. This is pre-Dream Team Beefcake, too. Well, yeah. This is pre-Barber, I guess it would be. Yeah. No, it would be Dream Team, I think. Yeah. But I've already got half the Dream Team. I was going to say, Barber came at Mania 3 when he cut uh, Adonis' hair. hair. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, since nobody else wants him, I'll take Tito Santana. Okay. You know, I was going to ask if Tito's taken, but it's okay. Ah, it's my own damn fault. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, 13, I'll take Bob. Wait, did you pick Bob Orton yet? No. Bob Orton. I was going to pick Bob Orton. <laughs> well. That's okay. This is what we're here like for, right? Tides of That's right. I take Lanny Poffo. Oh, you got Mach and Lanny. I do. I'm not using them together, but I got them. I feel that would be foolish if you used them together. <laughs> unless it was unless it was Mach just beating the shit out of Lanny. <laughs> <laughs> I always Ooh. remember Randy Papo as the genius who was perpetually graduating from some institution. <laughs> um, we, we me and Image watched something with Lanny Papo, and Lanny Papo got mad at some guy, and he goes, "Hey, you piece of shit, get over here!" <laughs> and he said all of those words completely, like, he eloquently spoke, like, hey, come here, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you do that to Image this day, he'll just laugh, because he knows exactly what it's from. 
fuck. Ah, uh, there's such man. There's some shit on this list. Good lord. Uh, round fourteen. Let me just make sure he's on the list because if he's not, he should be. Yep, I'm drafting Matt Bourne. I actually, oh. I was thinking about that. I was thinking of a good choice. All right, I draft B. Brian Blair and Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. I was thinking about that, too, my man. Good job. Chris with Blair. All right, back to George. Oh, man. I have an idea. I just need to find the perfect person to pull it off with. Um, uh, oh, this is going to piss people off. You know, I'm going to go Corporal Kirshner. Ooh, Corporal Kershner's oh, canceled now, right? No, had, well, yeah, but in, in '85 he was not, so he's. Uh, I have, I have an angle idea. Hmm. Is there a way to find like a list of tag teams from 1985? Yeah, the list in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but none of them are together. Well, I mean, just just put two and two together, like Ollie Anderson and Masahiro Chono. Oh yeah. <laughs> This is where it's going to get really hard, but uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yes, notable shows in 1985 were WrestleMania. I'm going to pull up the OG WrestleMania card, take a look at it, and draw some inspiration from it. Why don't you look up, uh, like, uh, why don't you look up the show that rocked the world, fuck's it called? The show that rocked the world. No, it had, it had Piper and Hogan and Piper. The Lord has settled the score? The Lord has got a score. There you go. <laughs> I like mine. Better. No, I have I have some ideas. I am going to draft women's champion Leilani Kai. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And back to George. Mm-hmm. Back to George indeed. <laughs> you don't sound so sure of that. <laughs> Oh, man, there's such shit on this list. <laughs> Yo, like, Tugboat cr- Thurman is good to go, man. Wow, man. <laughs> Number 210, Crusher El Cajun. I've never heard of these people. <laughs> um, just look like a bad indie show in the middle of your show. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I just, hey, Jim Powers is still available. That's true. He so sure is. is. Sal G. So is <laughs> Billy Red Lions. Wow, oh, Dr. Red Lions? Dr. Uh, D. David Schultz is on here. Mm-hmm. Schultz. Uh, Menace. Like I said, Abdullah the Butcher and Rick Bartel. And you know Frank what? Trump I'm going to draft. Actually, I'm going to draft Dr. D. David Schultz. There you Do go. it. It's a good choice. Are you going to also draft the reporter that he slapped? I should. <laughs> oh, what the fuck's his name? All right. I'll just say it now. Wendy Richter. Okay. Oh, there, there you go. Wendy Richter is not the reporter that David Schultz slapped. <laughs> yeah, says you. What are you, fucking Google over here? <laughs> uh, round 17, I am going to draft Dan Spivey. That's Whoa, a good pick. Dan Spivey was there? Holy shit. Yep. That's he a beat the piss. Man. I think, was 85 when he beat the piss out of Adrian Adonis? Fuck, I would have no idea. Is Adrian Street on there? I don't think so. I did I not see Adrian Street on here. Okay, I just have to check the list to see if there's... If somebody else I'm thinking about is on here, if they are, I know who my final pick is going to be. Yes, Chris, uh, Johnny K-9 is on here. Sure. Oh. Well, hmm. I mean, I can draft them together, but I'm not sh- Yeah. Trying to, th- oh. trying to look for something. Oh, Millie's like, my last pick, the Yeti. 
No, I actually, well, I know I'm going to draft my final two as a tag team, and I've chosen one of them. I'm looking for a partner for him. That would be interesting. Wait, wait, I got it. I got it. I got it. Terry Funk and Jimmy Superfly Snooka. Whoa. All right. All right, and I am done. That's my final draft pick. That's my final draft pick. I've got eight matches now. I'm good. Okay. Can you call Um, them the wild and crazy guys? Because one of them's wild and crazy, and one's an actual psycho. One's just a guy. <laughs> Hold on, let me just, uh, I gotta do math real quick. I'm sorry, gentlemen, but it's better than doing meth. Well, yeah. I need to do math, but it's better than doing math. Three, no, meth, like, you know. Oh, drugs. okay. That makes a lot more sense. I'm hoping uh, I didn't miss three, the boat by not drafting four, uh, uh, Special Delivery Jones, but. You know what? You're going to draft Special Delivery Jones. No, I'm going to tap out, too. I think 17 is my last round oh. as well. All right. So just because some of these names are hilarious, we are going to do You Are Not Getting Booked. <laughs> it's a lengthy It's a lengthy segment this time. Yeah. So Moondogs spot. Ah, oh, Moondogs. Can I, do I a almost couple? drafted the Moondogs, actually. And had can I, my can I do a couple? Here. I want to start from the bottom and work my way up because there's some great names on here. Uh, I'll let you know when to take over, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Special Delivery Jones, Big John Stud, Rene Goulet. I was looking at Rene Goulet, but do you know? Do you guys know my Rene Goulet story? No. This is like the first. This is the first time I ever had any kind of like cool uh, interaction with a uh, with somebody on Twitter that was verified. And so it was right when the network started, and it was like uh, it was like. Um, Pitch us some rejected WWE network shows. And I go, late night with Rene Goulet. And Rene Goulet liked it. <laughs> I was so happy. I just also that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> also not getting booked, Barry O, Rick McGraw, Tony Atlas, perpetually looking for a cellophone. <laughs> Anybody got a cellophone? <laughs> <laughs> so Ivan Putsky did not get booked, Steve Lombardi, Swede Hansen, Tony Gurria. Terry Gibbs, Ken Patera, Jose Luis Rivera, Mr. X, David Sammartino, the spoiler, Mr. Wrestling 2. Oh, probably the missing link, too, right? The missing link. Ah. Uh, I did my see shark. his name, too, and then I forgot uh, about him. Tiger Chung Lee, George the Animal Steel. Oh, wasted potential right there. Les Thornton. Uncle Elmer, Sal Balomo, King Tonga, Cousin Junior, Junior, Scott McGee, AJ Petruzzi, Johnny V. I thought, I thought AJ Petruzzi was like a race car driver. Probably is. Um, Alexis Smirnoff, Moondog Rex, Judy Martin, Gino Carabello, Paul Roma, Mr. <laughs> Fuji, Mario Mancini, Charlie Fulton, Joe Murdo, Jerry Valiant, Jim Powers, yeah. Buddy, Buddy Rose didn't get booked. Oh, man. Jim Young, Blackjack Mulligan didn't get booked. I mean, they were, like, not in their peak at that time. Um, also not booked, Aldo Marino, mm. Dino Bravo, Johnny Rods. Oh. Mad hey, Dog. Matt, what's your what's your favorite Aldo Marino match? Um, <laughs> the one against Steve Gitterwolf, who was also not booked. Okay. 
Cobra, Ron Shaw, Rusty Brooks, Spider Lady. There are so many names on this list, I kind of don't want to keep going. Um, Chief J. Strongbow, Fabulous Funny Ones. Captain Lou Albano did not get booked. Oh, man. Well, he's still out from getting hit with the the record. Uh, Let's see. Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty, Johnny K9. Pat Patterson did not get booked. Jacques and Ray Rougeau did not get booked. Blasphemy. Frenchie Martin, Ben, Master Rob. Wait, so Frenchie Martin was around before, like, Bravo's big run? I had no idea. Also not booked, and George, you talked about this off air, Haiti Kid, you did not book an 80s midget. (laughs) And I will let Chris take over for the name starting with 199 and down. (laughs) All right, I'm going to pick some of the... Some of the funny ones from the 200s here. So let's see. Uh, well, first off, Abby is on here. Yeah, Abdul Butcher. All right, so let's see. We've got uh, Bolo. Bolo did not get booked. Crusher L. Kuhan did not get booked. <laughs> Don Driggers did not get booked. J.A. Rizzo did not get booked. <laughs> Jeff Cranny should have said been Carney. Maybe you would have gotten booked if your name was Carney, but... Uh, nobody has booked the masked assassin. Sorry, masked uh, assassin. Is that jo- is that Jody? Uh, oh, fuck. What's, uh, what's Jody Hamilton? Name? Jody Hamilton, masked assassin. In '85, possibly. It could have also been. Uh, uh, who was the other assassin at that time? It was Jody Hamilton and Tom. Tommy Gunn. No. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy, Tommy Mike Tommy Donatello Fetch. did not get booked. Sorry. Donatello, you did not get booked. Sylvan the Tiger did not get booked. <laughs> that sounds like a pet. That sounds like something that would come to the ring with Sal Balobo. Uh Rodney Rodney Mac's dad, Billy, did not get booked. Billy Mac. <laughs> Billy Mac Also No, Billy Mac did not get booked. Um it was it was not a booking without limits. Uh, also, Ron Bass's brother Bobby did not get booked. How about Big Mouth um, Billy? Big Mouth Billy. Um, let it be known that in that list, also Afa and Antonio Inoki did not get booked. Uh, he's still working off that payday from Muhammad Ali at the time. I realize I missed an opportunity to book Chief Bold Eagle and Chief War Eagle as a tag team. <laughs> I thought about that, too. I just had no idea who they were, so I was like, you know I what? mean, you could have put them with Chief J. Strongbow, and they could have been, like, the Lenny Lenape or, like, the... the uh, what, uh, the, who are the Delaware Indians, the ones that are in the East Coast? Damn it. The Shawnee. They could have been the Shawnee. <laughs> uh, Dick Die and Dennis Creer. That would have been a tag team right there. And they could have faced destruction number one. Just number one. <laughs> I like the name. I like the name Dick Die. Uh, the Executioner did not get booked, and neither did the Executioner. (laughs) Oh, Jack Londos. Is that related to Jim Londos? I could have used that. Jimmy Garvin. Aw. Now I'm seeing some of these names. Joe Ventura. Oh, we have a Joey War Eagle. Well, son of a bitch. That could have been a full stable. Kevin Kelly's down here. Oh, here we go. Ludger Prout. P-R-O-U-L-X. That sounds like Brockus's uncle. <laughs> Matt Sampson, no related to Homer Simpson. Mike Rice did not get booked. Sampson's a treat. 
Muhammad Saeed and Muhammad Saeed did not get booked. Prince of Fame did not get booked. <laughs> That's a shame. Uh, Rick Martell. Yeah. Oh, well. Roger Kirby did not get booked. Sailor White did not get booked. <laughs> no Sky Low Low for anybody. Sky Low Low? Steve Pettipas did not get booked. Swear to God, until you said the, the final part, I was like, there's no way there's a Steve pedophile. That would have been amazing. Uh, Tiger Conway Jr. did not get booked. And my last one, Yvonne Vincent did not get booked, along with Tug Taylor. Tuggy. So Natalie, Natalie heard who will not be appearing. We'll give Chris and George some time to put their cards together. We'll be right back here on CKCC Radio. I'm Jason. And I'm David, and we're the hosts of the Now Never Sports Podcast, where the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the Now Never Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with everyday people. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beers podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast. A pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic. So come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. It's the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. It's the place where the stars of today made their name. Now get the inside story of Ring of Honor from those that lived it with an honorable mention. Join Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn and his co-host Jeff Schwartz as they break down a classic Ring of Honor event every Tuesday and get the -the behind-the-scenes scoop and inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else. An honorable mention, available every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platforms. For exclusive bonus content, plus early ad-free access to every show, check out patreon.com slash an honorable pod. Greetings, folks. Do you like beer? Do you know who I am? Maybe not. My name's Kev, also known as Irish Kev, and my dear friend Rick and myself actually really were supposed to have a cool promo for our beer review podcast known as the Hooligans of Hops, where Rick and myself take you through a drunken journey of all of the beers that we try on a scale of 0.25 to 5 being the best. We talk about the best and worst beers we've had on the show. In between, you hear sports banter, some wrestling, and... I don't know anything that happens when we get drunk. So check out our show on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, Buzzsprout, and anywhere you can get your podcast sources. We'll try not to get drunk next time and do something for you. But here's the promo. Thanks. Welcome back to the quarterfinals of the A-Show Tournament of Champions here on CKCC Radio. Matt Derline, Chris Decker, Chris O'Mealy, and the ISW Falls Count Everywhere champion, George Gatton. <laughs> Before we get into the cards, George, how did you win that belt? I won that belt by playing some Jackbox games, 
and challenging Jeff Cannonball to a Jackbox deathmatch in which it was three out of five falls, and he kind of lost it for himself in the very last play of the very last game. Oh, man, Jeff. But, you know, in, in news that, I mean, this will actually be pretty current because we're only recording two days before air date. Jeff Cannonball's soda came out yesterday. Soda yes, it did. The, the bloody soda. Blood bloody orange. orange. I want to send them the soda that I'm drinking right now. It's uh, Stewart's Orange and Cream Fountain Classics. Um, uh, it's so good. You can find it in Pennsylvania anywhere. Uh, yeah. but I'm like, man, I, I want him to review some Stewart's. But, uh, yeah, big ups to Jeff Cannibal for getting his blood orange soda going. Way to you go, know, I, I'm not a soda guy at all, but I am a, a Jeff Cannibal guy a lot, so I'm just going to buy some. <clears throat> I love Jeff, Jeff Cannibal, one of my favorite people. I and love him very much. That's my guy. Can I just tell you how much I love the idea that it's false count everywhere? Yeah. That's, for some reason, that makes me irrationally happy. Hey. Mike Rotch with the good ideas. <laughs> and Decker, if you want to get uh, a Stewart's Oranges and Cream, I keep telling Jeff I'm going to send him a Lion's Head root beer. Oh, God, I have both of them literally in my back seat. So we can get well, a couple bottles. stop off on your way home. Oh, yeah, he, he, he's only in New Jersey. I mean, he's yeah, he's in New there. Jersey. You're fine. I just What's another state? And I'm like, hey, here's carbonated beverages. Why not? You're like, you're like, oh, man, thanks. Um, also, uh, speaking of Jeff, on IWTV, Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, the day in the life of, the day in the life of Jeff Cannibal, or the life of Jeff Cannibal, I'm, I'm, I forget the exact title of it, has debuted overnight. So you're listening oh, on Monday, make sure to check that out. Uh, the one with the very good professional wrestler is also up on IWTV. Nice. Uh, use, use the code word draft. Right now it doesn't get you anything, but it shows that you listen to our show. So <laughs> if you s- sign up for IWTV, use the code word draft. And we just we did a draft for 1985 WWF. We sure did. So, you know they just added on IWTV? I found out they added Pro Wrestling Magic. I can't wait. Oh. Yeah. That that was just added yesterday. Yeah, kick ass, man. Lots of good stuff on IWTV. And hopefully, lots of good stuff out of 1985 WWF. So we will now throw it to George Gatton for his card. Oh, well, strap in, because this is certainly a card. 1985 WWF. Well, the World Wrestling Federation presents Colossal Tussle live from the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois. That's a great your commentary, name. Your commentary team for the evening, Vince McMahon and Bruno Sammartino. Okay, so this being 1985 WWF, I'm going to start with a match that will get the crowd nice and warmed up. So in a number one contenders match for the – or a number one uh, contenders match for the tag titles – uh, you've got Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch taking on Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo. All right, all right. Great opener. Hot little opener, 10 minutes, Windham and Rotundo up. It's some sort of amateur professional wrestling hybrid pin. Because why not, right? All right, so, um, <clears throat> you know, it gets the crowd nice and warmed up. Oh, the baby faces. Yay, yay, yay. Next match is Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. taking on Brutus Beefcake. Uh, Beefcake is the baby face in this match. Um, think of him kind of like a pretty boy. Because, again, this is 85. and The ladies are in the audience because, you know, 
Ooh. He's there he to draw is, the ladies. He is a beefcake. He has, it's right in his name. He is a beefcake and not like Eric Cartman. <laughs> <clears throat> so Orton up with a cast shot because this is 1985 and Bob's arm is still not healing properly. All right. Match number three is King Kong Bundy versus King Kong Brody. And the loser loses the King Kong moniker match. Oh, wow. All right. All right. This is what, this is the first uh, real hoss fight of the evening. Um, Brody up in what you'd expect the match to be, which is essentially a bunch of overhand strikes and boots. Um, and this is going to lead to the birth of Big Daddy Bundy in the WWF and an alternate universe face turn for King Kong Bundy, the former King Kong Bundy. Big Daddy Bundy. Big Daddy Bundy. I like it. My next match is Corporal Kirshner versus Private Matt Bourne. (laughs) Matt Bourne (laughs) comes out in clown makeup and military fatigues, and he's laughing nonstop. So he's clearly unhinged. This is kind of an early look into Doink the Clown, which 1985 would not have seen coming, and I'm not convinced they would have known how to react to. You know why? Because these are the Reagan years, damn it. Okay? <laughs> and because because these are the Reagan years, a very angry and determined Kirshner wins in a minute and 30 seconds by repeatedly punching a heavily bleeding Matt Bourne. Why? Because <clears throat> this is America. And Matt Bourne called the military a joke. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> number five is a match I just, <laughs> I dubbed it on my notes as Violent Hoss Battle. Dan <laughs> Spivey versus Dr. D. David Schultz. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. So D. David Schultz is up over young upstart Danny Spivey. These two showcase their toughness by beating the piss out of each other. And Schultz goes up with a final slap heard around the world. <laughs> can, it, can it be like a heart slap where he puts his hands behind his head and he just slaps him right in the face? Why not? Why not, right? There this is go. fantasy booking. We could have all the fantasies we want about said booking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up I've got uh, WWF Tag Team Championship match. Uh, your champions, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik, taking on Bret Hart and Jimmy Endel Neidhart, um, who were baby faces in this alternate universe, because I think they would have been heels in, in 85. Um, yeah. All I have written down is strap the rocket to the Hart Foundation's ass. Okay. <laughs> if, there, if there are two guys in that era, era, era Jesus Christ, George, uh, two guys in that era that could make an upstart tag team look good. I think Sheiky and Volkov. I think Sheiky proved that by putting over Hogan a year earlier for the title. Man, so, um, there's a fuse in Sheiky. Yeah, well, hey man, he's a consummate professional. Consummate. I'm a <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, this is going to be a, an early and tremendous face push for Brett and Jim Neidhart. Um, you know, as opposed to it coming in, what, 89, 88, 89, mid-turn phase. So, alternate universe, why not, right? I mean, it could be a very short baby face turn. Just for it could be. Year. It could be. I guess it it depends on how the crowd takes it, because this is Chicago, right. damn it. And aside from New York, this is pretty much the premier professional wrestling city in the United States at this point, this, I would say. This is Chicago, damn it. There's a 
giant concentration of communists <laughs> around <laughs> Chicago. Uh, match number seven is one I found interesting. It's not actually a wrestling match, but it is a boxing match between Mr. T and Soul Man Rocky Johnson. Woo! Okay, so Rocky Johnson, as you guys probably know, was legit trained in boxing. Um, for this angle, um, Mr. T is capitalizing off the heel being Clubber Lang in Rocky Three, and he is actually presented as a heel rather than Hulk Hogan's mm. babyface friend. That said, <clears throat> he's up against a legitimately trained professional boxer in Rocky Johnson who knocks him out in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can only hope pre I hope pre match uh Mr. T just goes to uh Dwayne Johnson's mother and is like, Hey woman, hey woman <laughs> like Oh my god my so um, Or That is a rock yeah. Or Mr. T goes over to a young Dwayne the Rock Johnson and says, I hope you love your mother. Let me tell you about how much I love my mother. <laughs> Dude, I was there I was there for that whole damn speech. And we're just like, holy shit, he really loves his mom. <laughs> Remember they sent out Kane as, like, they sent out the Rocky Kane. Yeah. Yep. Like, to, to be like, come on now, T, let's go. Oh, <laughs> what a time that was, let me tell you. Good lord. <laughs> All right, uh, my main event for the evening uh, is for the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship of the World. Hulk Hogan. Versus Rowdy Roddy Piper in a dog collar match. Oh, nice. So That's we're talking nice. like, we're talking, uh, Greg Valentine Piper level of violence yeah. here. Uh, so this is the inaugural colossal tussle and it's one to be remembered. Um, you know, despite Roddy Piper using very 1985 cheating tactics during this entire match because he was the consummate heel. Uh, in this company, possibly in professional wrestling at this point, Hogan hulks up with the chain around his neck, and he uses it to clothesline Piper, and he drops a leg so vicious that the Rosemont horizon shakes with excitement because this is 85, and it's Hulkamania, baby. Hogan up. And uh, as Vince would say, Hogan must pose, and that's how we go home. Go home with Vince and Bruno on commentary, thanking the audience for tuning in to the inaugural uh, colossal tussle and Hogan posing to a very hot crowd while I the tiger plays in the background because it's a colossal tussle and that's the thrill of the night <laughs> so you guys know the the story behind the name right no I have no oh, idea so colossal tussle was what Wrestlemania was almost called before before story. Howard Finkel came up with the idea of uh, Wrestlemania colossal tussle too. colossal tussle Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, oh, nice. I picked I picked the Rosemont because like you know Mania being at the Garden and you know in '85 it yeah. was either Rosemont or the Spectrum really so I uh, opted for this. So, anyway, that's my card. I hope you liked it. I liked the, it. Uh, the press conference uh, section of the show. Uh, so I can only assume that. Um, by the way, it's apropos. Having Roddy in the main event, the the A and E Roddy story just uh, just premiered. Everybody's talking about it. Oh. Uh, sure, shit. If that would have happened, um, right after that leg drop, uh, uh, the referee would have just called for the bell and would have, would have said would have said that uh, Roddy was incapacitated, and so that way he would have not been able to drop the ball. 
Yeah, you know what? In 85, yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's very realistic. Like, it's too, like, oh, too much uh, savagery. And, uh, you know, Hogan would go home, he'd still win, you know, but uh, uh, Piper would, you know, still keep his, his edge, obviously. So, I just wanted Fair to bring enough. that up on my thought, man. I, I so, like but, that thought. I like that thought. Um, speaking from my personal taste is yeah. I hate kind of fucked finishes, but at the same time, this is 85, and the crowd thought it was real. So right. I like where your head's at, sir. Thank you. I mean, All right. Piper keeping his edge wouldn't have mattered because if, in Hogan's mind, Piper would have died three days later. So, well, much like Andre did after WrestleMania 3. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well done, George. Well done, George. Like Thank right. you. Chris O'Mealy, what do you got? I'd like to welcome everyone to the Wrestling Showcase 1985, live from Lehigh University, the Stabler Arena in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Whoa, going back. In front of a capacity crowd of 5,800. Later this year, you will get to see ACDC live in concert, so tickets are now on sale. Uh, your hosts for the evening are Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura, and we've got a stacked card for you tonight. First out the gate is a man by the name of Lanny Poffa. He comes out to the ring, cuts a scathing promo on the Allentown faithful about how stupid they are and ugly and your typical Lanny Poffo heat. Out comes Tito Santana to a huge ovation. They wrestle for 10 minutes in a showcase of wrestling talent, showcased only by 1985, Tito Santana and Lanny Poffo. Tito Santana wins. The crowd is pumped, the first match delivering. Now we come to Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, flexing, posing, getting the heel heat. Junkyard Dog is his opponent for match number two. The crowd is out, is solidly behind JYD. They get all of the typical JYD antics, but it is not meant to be. Paul Orndorff is the bigger man for match number two. Another about 10-minute match. Next up comes Bobby the Brain Heenan with Andre the Giant. Bobby Heenan challenges anyone out there to the Body Slam Challenge. And he says that we've already had failure with this. If you can Body Slam Andre the Giant, he will put up $15,000 of his own money. The challenge is answered by Pedro Morales. Oh! Oh! They start to go at it. Pedro has Andre in position, and it actually looks like Andre's about to get off his feet. One foot, in fact, leaves the ground. But Bobby Heenan is having an aneurysm and can't take it. He runs in and hits Pedro, throwing the match out. The crowd is booing, but we're not going to be having any of that. And here come. (laughs) So Pedro says, you know what? I don't need your money. I'll beat your guy in a straight-up wrestling match. They start the match, but five minutes later, Andre is victorious. This time, Bobby Heenan's interference goes unseen. A little grab of the boot is all it took to throw Pedro off. Andre is victorious. The fans are not happy. They are throwing garbage. But Bobby Heenan got to keep his money and his dignity, at least you know, Bob, for now. Bobby would have had a much better, um, much better plight if he actually faked having an aneurysm. He probably would have. <laughs> he would have just dropped to the floor and was like, ah! Andre, I don't feel so good. And then one single nostril just bleeding. 
He shouts, I've fallen and I can't get up, even though that commercial has not come out yet. Uh, <laughs> he does try to get interviewed after the match. Gorilla just tried to get a word with him, but you know Bobby. He's got some cra- crazy convoluted excuse to what happened, you know? I was having an aneurysm, Monsoon. Exactly. So he had to get out of there. Bobby Heenan will fight another day. All right. The Killer Bees are up next, taking on the unlikely duo of Terry Funk and Jimmy Superfly Snuka. This is an interesting little showcase here. It goes to a 20-minute time limit draw, and neither team has to go, has to take the fall. Our next hat. What? I was saying, this is your match coming back from intermission, I imagine. This, 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 this sound, this sound, this reeks of uh, intermission coming back. Oh yeah, we're coming back from intermission. And now, the British Bulldogs take on the Midnight Express. I knew it. I knew it. That is excellent. Now this one does not reach the time limit draw, but it comes damn close. Of course, it seems like the British Bulldogs have everything in hand, but it's the whack of the tennis racket at the last possible second as Dennis Condry gets the final pin on Dynamite Kid. The Midnight Express get out of there as the fans are close to rioting because Jim Cornette had them in a frenzy the entire match. But it's okay because on the way out, Cornette trips and Davy Boy catches him and brings him back to the ring. I was hoping it was going to be Matilda coming after him. He trips. <laughs> they didn't have Matilda yet, did they? Did they? I thought they did. I don't. I don't think I they did. I could be wrong. It could be like a year off because a, a year from now is when uh, is when like Steamboat has like the the Komodo Dragon and then Jake comes in and stuff like that. So it could be off by a year. It I am checking off. right now. I hope there's a cage match of Matilda. Oh, I wouldn't God. be surprised. Well, Davy Boy does get a shot in at Cornette before Dennis and Bobby make the save. So the fans are happy because Cornette did get hit. And he's screaming and crying and freaking out. He broke it in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Matilda, by the way, is 1986, October. Um, ah, for match number six, we get a preview of what's to come for WrestleMania three as Macho Man Randy Savage takes on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in a pure wrestling showcase. Not as good as their WrestleMania 3 encounter will be, but you get an idea of what you're in for. Randy Savage goes over with a top rope elbow drop, but don't worry, Ricky gets his revenge two short years later with the uh, ice title. Ah, uh, I see what you did. He's playing the long game. Playing the long game. Oh, do you know... That that sounds just like the end of an Avengers movie, where they say these two competitors will be back at WrestleMania three. Yes, it does. I don't know if Vince was thinking that far ahead, but <laughs> or were they going to be back at Colossal Tussle three? Hey, don't no, yes. hey. <laughs> Will they be back at Great Balls of Maven five? Whoa! Hold on. Hold the phone. Do not try to book Great Balls of Maven in front of me. God damn it. <laughs> you haven't booked anything this week. Well, that's because I didn't make it to the fucking quarterfinals, Dick. You beat me. Oh, man. Not oh, just man. me. You lost to a couple people. I, I lost to many people, but I was the closest to you. 
I almost won. Goodness gracious, great ball is amazing. I was not going to lose to Great Balls of Maven. I will gracefully gracefully be defeated today, but it will not be by Great Balls of Maven. You're going to be defeated by (laughs) Great Balls at some point, and then go to Maven. We will come, I will come back at you with a counter. We we will do another year that Maven was on the card. If you, we'll, we'll do another draft. If you want to do WrestleMania 18 and a half, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we will. All right, book it. Exhibition okay. match. Book WrestleMania it. 18 and a half, the, the Uno Ocho. Book it. Yeah. That's the match where, that's the match where I believe Maven and uh, Vince McMahon have their ladder match. And, uh, <laughs> but we'll get, we'll, oh we'll get to that. Yeah. George, George, one day I'll explain to you the chronological order of Great Balls of Maven, including when he took on Larry Bird in a horse. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Continue. <laughs> All right. And not, um, not even Bentley. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Maven Huffman took uh, on Larry Bird. At the, oh, no, he didn't do it at the Garden because they held it next year at the Garden. Wendy Richter successfully defends the women's championship she won earlier in the year against Lilani Kai in a rematch. Your typical 80s women's match. It's it's passable. It's good. It's they passable. <laughs> hey, I would call it the original incarnation of all these really good women's matches. Revenue. Hey, I'm going to go on record right now as saying that the only active WWE stuff I watch right now are the women's matches because they are my favorite thing. O'Malley is actually a huge uh, women's uh, wrestler. Yeah, like I, I would say that that you are probably of everybody I know the most sincere women's uh, division watcher. Well, I don't blame you. you. It's incredible. Well, I've, well, I've always been a big fan of women's wrestling, and especially especially promotions like Shimmer that really showcased a lot of these girls and got yeah. them this exposure. Like so, I, uh, Nikki I Cross came to mind. She's amazing. Wait, what? Yeah. Nikki Cross and Shimmer, I didn't know that. There's a reason why I was so, like, verbally outspoken and disgusted that people like Eva Marie and Cameron existed. Because oh, they Cameron were... was the other one. Right. Because yeah, <laughs> the know, other one. My favorite match is Melina and Alicia Fox. Melina and Alicia Ooh. Fox. And that's not Listen. disrespect to either of those girls, but. It I just will proves... go on record. And say that I think that uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha was the women's equivalent of Savage and Steamboat. It was awesome. I it was the that. best oh, match yeah. at WrestleMania. Period. It was really good. It may be better than Bailey and Sasha, with yeah, the exception of the fact that Bailey and Sasha had all the backstory built into it, where Sasha and Bianca just had those couple months. I, think, I will. I think, that, I think it's actively better than Bailey and Sasha, and that's saying a lot. I don't know if I would go that far, but I will definitely, uh, I would definitely do like a back to back watch along. So we're gonna, we're promoting this for patron.com slash club but one of the ideas we came up with is to do like active watch alongs. Like, well, it really wouldn't work for patron. It would probably be more of a YouTube thing because all you really have to do is reverse the match and like make it tiny and you can actually do it. Oh, but yeah. we would all get on webcam and watch a match together and like, I, I had an idea. We could watch those two matches back-to-back and then maybe compare them. 
You know what the crazy <laughs> thing is? They're like, their match is five, five years apart, and you could even see it in the work. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I think Bianca Belair right now is better than what Bailey and Sasha were five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. That hair whip hurt my soul, too. I rewatched that clip like 17 times in a row. Dude, I just looked at my buddy. I was like, yo, did you hear that? <laughs> it was gross. All right. All right. So, Amelia, your main event. My main event. Greg Valentine, as your intercontinental champion, defends the title against Magnificent Morocco. Okay. And Don... And Don Morocco successfully wins the Intercontinental Championship in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Woo! Oh, he's for all! Woo! Title change in Allentown. Let's go! <laughs> like the Wawa just sponsored this, and Don Morocco just throwing fucking subs into the fucking stands. I didn't have anything really crazy to do for 1985 WWF, so I decided to present the best straight-up wrestling that I could come up with based on the roster I could draft. And in reality, looking at your card, it is like the perfect B-House show. Right. Now, right. Now, this granted, is... at a B-House show, you're not going to get a title change, though. But yeah. this was this is true. True, but... But I tried to present the best pure wrestling I could for an 85 card, which it it was challenging to come up with people that could work with each other. But that's why I tried to pair people up that I think would have good matches. These are matches that I personally would have enjoyed watching. Let's for a second here. Let's let's quickly debate. If you're going to have this show, do you think it would have ended with the Midnight taking on the Bulldogs or Don Morocco versus Greg Valentine in an IC title match? That's a good question. The reason I ended with the IC title match was because of the title change to send the fans home happy. I did not actively end with the special guest Midnight Express because they went over and I wanted to send the fans home happy, which was the mindset in 1985. Mm -hmm. And that's fair. Except for MSG. Solid theory. The only exception to that rule is MSG, where the main event was like a nothing match because if they hit curfew... It didn't well, yes, but I wasn't. Right. But I'm not in MSG. I'm in Allentown, baby. That's right. This is true. However, and here's my press conference. Would it also send the fans home happy the way you ended with Cornette getting taken out, though? That is true. That is possible. It may have sent the fans home happy, but I thought the title change would have been more significant. And it is. So. But I, I see what you're saying. I think either one of those could have been a solid finish. But I'll, I'll stick with my IC title match as my main. Okay. Sounds good. So, Decker, which card are you going to uh, to show here? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show Amelia's card. All right. You're up. Go for it. Well, thank you. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live from... Uh, the Lehigh Valley, we are bringing you some of the best wrestling action 1985 can provide. Let me tell you, we have Randy Macho Man Savage taking on Ricky Dragon Steamboat in what will be a barn burner here in Bethlehem. Also, ladies wrestling, <laughs> you heard that right, folks. Ladies wrestling going to be at the, uh, at the arena as Leilani Kai is going to take on Wendy Richter. Also, what you don't know is we are going to have a intercontinental title championship bout.
between the magnificent Don Morocco and WWF Intercontinental Champion The Hammer, Greg Valentine, in a match that should rock the joint to its knees. Come out to Allentown, Pennsylvania for some of the best wrestling that you will see in this, in this, on this earth, folks. Pena. Well, not really. Berta. Uh, that was, uh, that was, uh, my, uh, my take. All right. So I guess it's my turn then to, uh, to shill it for, uh, for George here. So everyone knows the legend of Roddy Piper and Greg Valentine in the dog collar match. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to run it back, but this time it's for the world wrestling federation championship. At the height of Hulkamania. And Hogan, this is a Hogan that you don't always get to see. This is a Hogan with the violence amped up to 11. It's a side that you're not going to expect from the immortal Hulk Hogan. But you're going to get it. And you're also going to get the Hart Foundation, fresh out of Calgary, challenging Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Cheek years before the Hart Foundation would demolish the Bolsheviks at WrestleMania 6, who were embarrassed <laughs> not just by the National Anthem, but by Steve Allen. Legendary Steve Allen. <laughs> you are also going to get hosses like you would not believe. You're going to get Dr. D. David Schultz. You're going to get Danny Spivey. You're going to get King Kong Bundy and Bruiser Brody in 1985. That is a match that could sell out any arena, and it's going to sell out the Rosemont Horizon. You are going to get the precursor to Doink the Clown. How could you not want to see that? This is all at the Rosemont Horizon, and this will be the card that should propel George Gatt into the semifinals to take on the Duge. There is one thing I forgot about our, about our card in Allentown. If you're looking to see ACDC in July, come out. Tickets are on sale. <laughs> November. Close enough. November. Well. So, with that said, the poll is up at the A-Show on CKCC. Who will be taking on DJ from We Need Wrestling in the semifinals as they draft 2002 TNA? Will it be George Gatton? Oh. Will it be Chris O'Mealy? You Good decide Lord. as the list. Next week will be likely the clash of at odds with wrestling in the first semifinal match of this tournament. Joe Sposto and currently leading Adam Van with 85% of the vote to Jason Diagostino's 15%. If the, if the result holds, Joe and Adam will explode and draft 2009 WWE. Oh, good lord. So uh, say, gentlemen, that actually wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be to make these cards. I you think, know what? I, I, I agree with you. Cards. Gentlemen, yeah, I have well, to actually let you go. I have to okay. let you go. Uh, I will talk to you guys later. I'm sorry. Right. I got another call coming. I got to take No, you good, right. man. Good. See you later, buddy. So, buddy. So that's fine. The three of us will wrap it up here. Um, I typically do the plugs anyway, so that's fine. <clears throat> so starting with plugs, George, do you have anything to plug at all? No, I'm just a regular guy now. <laughs> <laughs> I was once a disappointing professional wrestler, but now I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> do you have anything that your friends do that you want to plug? 
Um, you should go buy Jeff Cannonball's new soda. I believe it's available at jeffcannonball.bigcartel.com. Um, check out onemillionblocks.com because Mike Roch and the good people at Interspecies Wrestling are attempting to do a one million Lego death match uh, with a timeline to be determined. If you want to check that out and help them out, I uh, certainly encourage that. I'm going to do so myself. I'm also going to buy Jeff's soda. Uh, and you know what? It's because uh, I can. Um, I'm going to ask you to donate to St. Jude's. Do I need to explain myself? I don't think no. so. No, not at all. No, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Thanks. Sorry, Avery was talking to me for a second. Um, <laughs> definitely donate to St. Jude's. And do you still have the shirts available as well? Yeah, actually, technically. Uh, I don't really plug it in. Yeah, George com. There's still an Easy Rider shirts up. Uh, those are the ones that you were donating a portion, correct? Yep. Yeah, any proceeds will go to Relief in Lebanon after what happened last year. And uh, be appreciated. And I can tell you, as the owner of one, they're very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I always went with soft style. It was worth the extra money. S-A-W-F-T? S- oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Chris O'Mealy. Hi. <laughs> Let, let's talk about CKCCRadio.com. So the website, ckccradio.com, is currently in, under construction. There is a lot to put on the site, but the hardest part, which was actually <clears throat> actively linking all of the podcasts available, is almost complete. In fact, the only one I haven't finished yet is my last podcast, Stupid Sexy Podcast, where I review every Simpsons ever. And that's the hardest one because it has the most episodes, but that's fine. Also, it's last because it's alphabetically last. I did them in order because I'm OCD like that. That's why the A show went first. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Uh, but yes, there are currently 13 active podcasts on the channel. You can subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts or go to ckccradio.com to be taken to the individual links. You can access all of the shows from there. They range from wrestling talk, music talk, TV show binges, General Nerd Discussion, The Paranormal, Racing, The Simpsons, Theme Parks, and Pokemon, as well as a monthly motivational show to get you pumped up for the month, to get you to have your best month ever. That drops the first Monday of every month, so that will be available the same day you're listening to this. Very nice. There's so much to discuss here, and I'd like to throw this out here now, because you are giving me a platform to do so, and this is Wrestling Talk. I am fully inoculated, and I would like to get back out there. So if you need somebody to come to your show and be reliable and help you, please don't hesitate to reach out. If you are anywhere in the general area of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and by general, I mean, you know, a couple hours drive in any direction. There you have it. And because Chris is here, he got to do the heavy lifting for the CKCC radio plugs. I don't have that much else to remember. That's cool. So... (laughs) Our friends outside the network include the soon-to-be-named network podcast. Many of those hosts are in this tournament. Uh, you can hear the We Need Wrestling podcast with the win, with the challenger of whoever wins this matchup, DJ and Brett, the former Wednesday Night War podcast. 
go check out this week's episode. They do a Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher watch along. And that match is just as good as I remember it being the first time I saw it. It is one of the greatest spectacles in wrestling history. And that's, that's not me overselling it. You guys have seen that match, correct? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is one of the greatest spectacles in wrestling history. It's, it's so, probably my favorite independent professional wrestling match. I love that match. Like, it's it just is, so... It's, it's like, brutal. It's like ten minutes of nonstop insanity. It's just hurt followed by hurt. So, this yes, week, they, they did that as a watch-along. You can also listen to At Odds with Wrestling, Longbox Heroes, Porch Talk, Final Wrestling Place, and a host of other shows. You can check out Irish Kev and Rick with the Hooligans of Hops. And you can check out Jason D'Agostino and uh, David, whose last name I can never remember. I apologize, David, with the Not Another Sports podcast. Uh, They have a new episode that dropped last night. And then finally, Kevin Graham with the Brain Wreck podcast which actually airs on YouTube. It's Kevin Graham, who also lives in Austin now, uh, another former 2CW wrestler, former 2CW champion living in Austin. That's right. And it's him and Jason Axe. They do this podcast together. It airs on YouTube. Wow. Check it out. So, gentlemen, good luck. Thank you, sir. Well, good luck to you, too, sir. I I am okay losing to this card because this was a real card. As am I. (laughs) I like your uh, your wrestling showcase, though. I do. I like the surprises you came up with. Thank you. You know what? Uh, once this goes off the air, I've got some stuff to tell you gentlemen about what I didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will let you, the listeners, get to the Twitter now and vote, and we're going to get to that. So for Chris Decker, currently on a top-secret mission, my name is Matt, and we will see you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.